the 24th head coach in Flames history, joins us right now. Let's say hello to Ryan Huska. Congratulations. Thank you, Pat. How are you feeling? Really good. I'm uh, excited. This is a, a tremendous honor, I will say that, and um, one that I do not take lightly. Um, but it is a, a really good day for me and my family, and um, we're very thankful for the opportunity to be in this position. So I guess take us through the process from your perspective and how it all came to be and, and how today eventually played itself out. Well, this you think about where we were at the end of our year, and I'll go back that far. Um, none of the coaches you know we were finishing out our contracts so you're a little bit uneasy on how that's all going to shake out we didn't have the year that we wanted to have um and then then brad is gone and then daryl is gone and now you're starting a process where you're hoping that i'm going to be a part of this and then you know after a short few conversations i knew i would be and then i started to get myself ready and prepared and and whenever that interview came for me i wanted to make sure i did a good job where i separated myself from some of the other people and and then it slowly as i mentioned in the press conference you have your second interview and then it goes a quiet for a little while which yeah. i found the hardest thing where i i didn't know what to do with myself for the last couple of days because you start your mind starts going on you which leads me to another point which it was a good reminder for me with players because i'll get back to this in a second how they've all changed over the last little while but uh, you know i was in my backyard weeding and power washing our paving stones and then we had the awkward um, <laughs> event with Kent Kabelka's daughter yeah. where Craig and I were like hey how are you doing type thing but then I got the text and then we quickly in the morning it was one of the the better days of my life that's for sure so were you were you shooting Connie like glances like are you just get, let me can you just let me know put me out of my misery was any of that going on at the uh, event oh man I was wondering if I should buy him a beer or maybe another <laughs> one or or what should happen to <laughs> maybe get some conversation going but um, he texted right after which is something that was okay. really nice because it does and and this is my point for the players like I start thinking about them where players have changed nowadays that if you you walk past someone and you, and you don't say anything they used to think about hey coach isn't talking to me right now that's a good sign I'm obviously doing something well but it's not the case anymore if it's quiet they start to overthink just the way I was starting to overthink uh, and it was a good lesson for me again because I try not to do that and and it just kind of goes back to how important communication is and you want to make sure players always know where they're standing and where they're at so they don't get ahead of themselves I, I remember about nine years ago upstairs in uh, in the boardroom and when you were introduced as the head coach of then the Adirondack yeah. Flames and at the time, a lot of people were talking about how you know, this that could be a guy who's a future head coach of the Calgary Flames. I would imagine that was not on your mind then, but as you sit here now and then go back and, and think back on, on nine years ago, what hits you? Well, no, most definitely not thinking uh, about future head coach at that time. Um, but I did know all the way along that I was going to have to make steps and I was going to have to go through the different levels in order to give myself an opportunity to be a head coach. Um, and as I mentioned in that press conference, not many people get the opportunity to move up through an organization the way I have. Most times you're leaving to take another, like an assistant coach or an associate coach or a head coach. Um, so I feel fortunate that I've had all these experiences that I have had here. Um, and I think that's kind of, you know, what's made me who I am I guess today you, you take a lot from everybody that you've been around and you you make yourself a better coach and I'm I'm really thankful for that
So what makes you ready? What what makes you fully ready to take on the challenge of being an NHL head coach? You know, there's there's two things with that. Um, the first one is my knowledge of the players. I, I think that's that's a really important thing. And, and some people will look at it as, well, that might be a negative thing because he's been around the room and um, it might not be something you want a fresh voice in there, whatever the case may be. But I look at it the opposite way. Uh, it's a positive thing where I have a, a relationship with these guys already. So there isn't that phase where you got to figure each other out. Um, you know, and then I keep going back to the experiences that I've had and, and people always say, well, it's it, going from an assistant to a head coach within the same team is not an easy thing to do. Um, but I don't buy that. You know, I really don't because I feel like that's part of the process that I had to go through. Um, now I have an understanding of the demands that are on players that are on the staff. Um, I understand the travel. I understand that everything that comes along with being in the NHL. And I would say that, you know, when you're younger, and it's the same from when I went from junior to the American League, you're like, yeah, this is going to be easy, no problem. And you find out pretty, pretty quickly that it's hard. Um, and Brad, Brad Treleving told me one time early on, like, if you go up there and you're not ready for it, they will chew you up and spit you out. And I, in my head, I'm like, come on, I'm ready for this. Yeah. And then you realize pretty quickly, no, I'm not. So maybe my long-winded answer for you is um, I realize now there is no hesitation. Um, I am confident that I can do this job now, and I'm, I'm extremely excited about this opportunity. Well, you and you went from assistant to head coach in Kelowna. Um, so, like, is there anything you can even take from that in terms of making the transition? And you know, now you are the voice, and and you're at the top of that mountain. Is yeah. is there anything you can learn or or take from even doing that a number of years ago? I, I think that one's a little bit different. I mean, junior in junior, your your players are changing, and yeah. you're getting a new group of younger kids coming in there. So that one's a little different but for me this is all about being consistent and um, players have to know what to expect from me um, they have to know what I expect out of them uh, then from there it's the preparation if they know that I'm prepared and I do the very best job of preparing them then it's not an issue period like and that's where every time those those questions come up about that it I don't want to say it agitates me, but it agitates me, <laughs> you know, when you're ready for it and you know you are and you know how you're going to handle players and the people that you work with on a daily basis, it doesn't, it's not an issue as long as there's consistency and your preparation is good. With Ryan Huska, Flames head coach, 24th head coach in franchise history. How would you uh, describe your communication style and how you want to connect with each of your players? Yeah, I do a lot of talking, and it's not, I, I don't want to say, I don't talk like Craig. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one does. He's got a talent, that's for sure. Um, but for me, it's about, you know, you have to build that relationship with him, and you have to create trust with, with the guys that you work with. That's staff, that's players, that's, that's everybody that you're around. Um, that's really open and honest communication. And sometimes that's firm. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's just talking like we are here. Um, but from there, the big thing is about expectations. Like once you have a good foundation with a player or with uh, one of your staff members, if they understand what the expectations are and they understand where you're coming from, then they're okay with you holding them accountable. But that's also my responsibility to make sure that I put them in situations where they can succeed. So when they are doing uh, the things that we're asking them to do, 
you, you put them in areas where they're going to be successful. That's part of it. Um, tons of feedback. That's important for me. Uh, the leadership type meetings. There's all sorts of different ways that I will look to connect with players um, as an individual and in group settings. So it's something that I'm pretty passionate about. I believe a lot in it and I think the only way to get to where you want to go is through collaboration and that includes with the players. Yep. Craig, uh, it's funny you talk about that. Craig was in here before you and talked about he, he was speaking to Rasmus Anderson yeah. and Rasmus' <laughs> first year with you in Stockton he was like, I hated it. Like it was, it was a tough year because you were very demanding on him. Can you kind of share the the Rasmus Anderson story from sure. your standpoint? Yeah. Well, uh, Craig mentioned it in the press conference. My number one job down there was making sure players were ready to play up here, and I took that to heart. That's something that was important for me. And Rasmus at the time was one of the guys that were like, "We need this guy to play. Like he is a real important player for us." And Rasmus at that time was overweight. Um, he was out of shape. He was just relying on his natural ability to play the game. So um, he was a guy that um, we pushed for sure. So there was times in the conversation where I would let him know if he wasn't doing what we wanted to do. Um, he wouldn't really say much back because he didn't trust me at the time. He didn't really know who I was, but we stayed on it and we continued to work on that. At the end of the year, we had good conversations. And then as we started to go forward, Rasmus started to trust me a little bit more and then he started to realize that I had his best interest in mind so n now we're in a position where um, I can almost look at Raz and be like come on yeah you're, you're not doing what we need you to do here and then he's also a guy now that is comfortable coming to me and saying I I need to be able to do this if you want me to do this you need to give me freedom to do this so we're at that point now with Raz where he knows that I have his best interest in mind um, and I think we're really a, a good example for what I'd like to be with with all of the players it's not always roses it's the same as a marriage right it's you have some tougher days for sure but if the players always know you're coming from the right spot um, they understand and Rasmus and I are a good example of that over the last five years you've worked primarily with the penalty kill and and with the the players on the blue line what, what are some of the what are some of the things you're really proud of over the last five years in in the work that you have been most chiefly associated with um, I think with the penalty kill I'm proud that they they took pride in it I have a lot of pride in it um, I wanted it to be as as good as it possibly could be and and we set standards together um, and I felt like as it went along, they were very proud of it. And if it wasn't going the way they wanted it to go, you could see that they were upset and they were working with each other to try to figure it out. And I love that. That to me is, is the most important thing. And I felt like our penalty kill had an impact in games. And that's what I want to see from, from these guys as a whole. That They have that um, passion for what we're trying to do. They bring the energy every day and, and they do whatever they have to do to have success. With the guys on the back end, uh, I feel like we, we took some younger guys at the time, and I will say Noah and Rasmus and Oliver, those guys are all younger um, when we first started with them. And now they're, they're all top four defensemen, and they're guys that are capable, capable of playing big minutes and in all situations. Um, and we put a lot of time in video-wise. They've committed to it. They've made themselves better players. So it's nice to see how they've progressed as a group of guys. And then when you factor in some of the older players, the, the ability to get someone like Chris Tanev uh, on board quickly is something that I'm proud of too. Like He's a team guy through and through. 
um, but being able to connect with him and, and earn his trust sooner than later is important for me and yeah. and those are those are things that really matter uh, when you're trying to build a team so I, I really I'm proud of the guys in the back end I love the work they've done um, and we're going to continue to push them to, to find another level. We're chatting with the 24th head coach in Calgary Flames history, Ryan Huska, introduced on this Monday. If you think about the last five years since you've joined the organization, uh, the turbulence you've had, two in-season coaching changes, you've had a pandemic which threw everything out of whack for two and a half years. I mean, just in terms of a learning experience, the oh. last five years must be something else for you. Well... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, um, but I think that's what makes you who you are. You've got to come through those situations, and and as I said before, you never want to see anybody lose their job. Um, and I'm fortunate that I was kept around for this whole time because the people that I've made relationships with and learned under um, will most definitely make me a better coach. Um, but you're right. There's so many goofy things that have went on that it almost doesn't feel like it's five years. Yeah, you know. It, we miss feel like we miss almost a full season. It felt like. Then you have your bubble. Um, then you have some some different changes that are coming in and out of the organization. All the changes that went on with personnel the last year. There's been a lot that's gone on in this organization in a relatively short period of time. But those are all um, lessons for me um, that I'm I've taken from and have strengthened my ability to be a good coach and, and, and someone that can connect with his team and his players. It's funny, as you were talking there, like you go and you take a look at, you know, if you, you type your name in on Wikipedia or something like that, you'll have the two games as a head coach in the NHL under your belt when, when we were waiting for Daryl to get yeah. here. And I it just popped into my head now, like you're going from assistant to head coach. Well, you did that. Is Running a bench again as a head coach is just like riding a bike and you just right back into exactly what it takes to be running the entire thing once again? Yeah, hey, hey there's going to be maybe early an exhibition, but the beauty part for me is you when you get to run the back end, uh, you get to you get to play the game as well as it's moving on. So you're putting people out on the ice in certain situations. So it's very similar to running the bench. Okay. So instead of running the defenseman, it would be the forwards and overseeing. Um, and then trusting the people that you have on the bench with you to do their jobs to the best of their ability as well. But I don't, I don't look at it as a, a, a massive change at okay. all because of, of the situation that I was in before. But it's funny, I, the 0-1-1 record uh, during that time, it kind of makes me laugh. And I wonder, was I a prior head coach now before being the 24th? Does that count there? Uh, in the <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I, I just go, I went on the press release. I, I counted on, on the crack PR staff, the best yeah. in the business, to, to have vetted that. So I'm going to go with 24. And can we wipe that 0-1-1 record off the slate <laughs> if it's not in there? <laughs> we probably could. Um, have, you, uh, have you, like, do you have a grasp on why it didn't work last year? Like, do you have a pretty good idea? Yeah. I, th I think I do. I do. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I feel totally comfortable with being ready for this job. So uh, there are things in our um, that we will change within our, our room. Um, we're going to create an environment that's going to be uh, one where the players are going to have every opportunity in the world to grow and succeed. Um, there's certain parts of our game that we have to change. As I mentioned before, there's a lot of parts to our game that were, were really good analytically in a lot of the categories we were we were way up there but there are some that we have to address and we have to get better at and um, you know we we always go back to the overtime shootout games or the one goal games 
I think a lot of that gets rectified by um, doing a, a job in our dressing room, making sure the guys are really connected. Um, and that, I think, snowballs into all of the other issues yeah. that we're going to work on correcting. So for me, that's the most important thing, is the environment that we're going to create is going to push these guys to be their very best every day. Um, I, I mentioned before, too, it's not like it's... Um, you're going to be going to Callaway Park in there or anything like that. This is about making sure that the guys want to be here, but it's in an environment where they have a mindset that we have a job to do, and that's to get better today. So every practice is going to matter. Every video session is going to matter. How we go about doing that will be a little bit different. Um, but they're, they're professional athletes that are expected to play at the highest level all the time, and our job as a staff is going to be to provide that environment for them. What is the process now for naming the rest of your staff? Yeah, it's well, we've started to work on a list already, so I have an idea of, of people that I want to work with. Um, not so much names, but the type of profile that those guys will fit. So um, um, w there's external candidates, there's internal candidates that we're going to look at. I think everybody probably knows what I'm, I, I mean by that. Mm -hmm. But what we want to do is try to put the best group together um, to give us the strongest staff that we possibly can, people that are going to be um, really good for me and people that we're all going to learn from. And that's one thing too that I don't think you can ever forget is you want people around you that can make you better. So anytime you stop learning or, or try not to get better, then that's when everybody blows right past you. So you need to put people around you that are going to challenge you and make you better. We know the area that we want to get better at. Um, Craig's talked about the type of... Um, team that we're going to play a little bit probably more than I have so we have to find the right person that's going to bring the most out of us as a group and um, certain players that we do have so we have to find the right the right group when we put this together and I'm excited about it there's yeah. some really good names out there um, and I know I've already had um, this morning a couple conversations and we're going to continue to do these here over the next day or two and hopefully we can get something done sooner than later because I really would like to get everybody on the same page and, and, and get going with our planning and, and how we want to officially um, put our training camp and put our team together and how we want to play and types of different things we want to do with our group. So if you had the choice, could you, would you rather walk in tomorrow and, and start training camp or are you happy that you've got a little time to get settled here? Well, that's part of this whole process you were talking about. I feel like this six weeks or whatever it's been since the end of the year has been six years and I feel like every day I've been like okay this this so whenever I get a chance to interview I knew exactly what I was going to do and I what I was prepared for so um, I would like to start tomorrow okay <laughs> if we could get the guys back here tonight and get started I know they wouldn't want to do that but um, there's a there's an excitement now and there's going to be a, a nice enthusiasm around our room because everything is fresh and we and we know that when there's different people involved um, different ways of, of thinking and approaching players whether that's me or the assistant coaches that are going to be coming in um, there's a newness and 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 that's exciting and I think that becomes infectious and and that's why I'm so excited about this team we have really good we have good players I mentioned that before and I think with that that new energy that we're going to have around here I'm excited about what these guys can do congratulations awesome to see thank you very much guys I really appreciate it and I look forward to more of these well you don't, you don't have to come in here post game anymore. I, I still <laughs> might I loved it I loved it <laughs> thanks Hus. appreciate thank it thank you guys